What's up? Welcome to Ringing the Bell with Sean and Caleb. I'm Sean. And I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about the draft. The NBA. What is going on in the NBA? Oh my gosh. And we've already gone through two days of free agency it's so crazy. far. Basically, a lot of things have been going on. But back on the draft, you know, the Orlando Magic had the first pick. They selected Paula Banchero, number one overall. They did it. But overall, what was the most surprising pick to you? To me, I'm going to say Keegan Murray, but... And when we talked about it in my mock draft, I had Keegan Murray going to the Kings. Right. I had him going there. But I think if you look, the most surprising pick was Keegan Murray because it seems like Jay Ivey had to have been best available. Right, he so wasn't like, best available. What were they thinking? Keegan Murray was not best available there. He might not even been best available at five if Ivey got picked. So I think you have to look at Ivey being best available there, making Keegan Murray the most surprising pick. That's awesome. What would you have? I thought Jeremy Sochan at nine. Yeah. The Spurs needed a big, tall guy to me. But evidently, they found someone who they thought had better potential in Sochan. Yeah. They're going to develop him, spend time on him. And, I mean, you saw what they did with DeJounte Murray leaving. Obviously, they weren't trying to be too competitive right away. And as a Baylor fan, it's Sohan. 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 <laughs> I'll get that eventually. <laughs> but, I mean, I love what the Pelicans did, too. Dyson oh, Daniels. Absolutely. Hand and glove fit. He fit great. Fits yeah. great. Once fits he gets great. his shooting down. Coach Fred Vincent for the Pelicans is one of the best jump shooting coaches I in the league. Him. Trust him. He'll get him straight, and we're going to be a like danger it. for years and years to come. What else in free agency kind of shocked you? I think one team looking at the draft, especially, is um, OKC. I'm not a big Chet guy at all. Oh, yeah. But if you look at what they got, they got Chet. They got, um, what was the guy's name? Diang. They yeah. got Diang from the Knicks. They still drafted. Uh, what was his name? Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. Two Jalen Williams. Williams. <laughs> like, they got their guys. They have their core now. They signed Dort back in uh, free agency. He's a huge defender. They have their guys. They have their building blocks. They're going from we're rebuilding to, okay, we're starting to, we're starting to inch closer to contention. They have their three solid guys that they need. Absolutely. So looking at winners of the draft, you've got OKC. I had OKC, and I had the Pistons. The Pistons, man. I mean, they, they got Jaden Ivey and Cade. Right. They got rid of Jeremy Grant, but then they brought in uh, Durham from the Knicks, who yep. or from yeah, it was the or he got traded. They got Durham back from Memphis. I think he's going to fit great with them. The Knicks, the Pistons are going to be a slowly building team, but I think that they're they're on their way. They have their big three. Yes, right. Jalen Duran, Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. You've got guys that can grow together for Killian Hayes, tons Shady of years. Bay. You're right. They still yeah. got their guys. The role players are there. Yes. They're set. It's just going to be. They still have a lot of cap space in free agency exactly. right now. So, I mean, that's definitely a winner. Those two are winners right there. OKC and the Pistons. Biggest loser. I mean, I said the Knicks. Yeah. And I think, especially looking at where we are right now, where literally they wasted their whole free agency on Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's a good player, but I think that Getting Jalen Brunson, you're still in the exact same place you were without him. Right. A first-round team that's going to get bounced in the first round. Like, you're not making it to the second round, especially in the East right now. That's tough. So, I think you look at it where, yeah, they got this guy who's going to be a great guy for their team, who the fans are going to love. His dad's an assistant coach, stuff like that. But you didn't grow so much, and you gave up a lot more, especially in the draft, making uh, cap room, cap space where like it's gonna make that big of a difference that's good for me my loser is charlotte really i, I don't why think, I, I didn't like jalen duran i mean i love the jalen duran pick but yeah, i don't like giving it away true. they kept mark williams over guys like aj griffin tari eason that would yeah. have helped them more at, at those picks i i think and we even talked about this going in with our mock draft was 
I thought Mark Williams was going to be drafted in the lottery. He ended up being drafted 15, and so they still got their guy. But they needed a big man because yeah. Mason Plumlee's not your big man. You got your guys now. It's going to depend on, and we're going to talk about this, is Miles Bridges going to get his extension? You still got LaMelo. It's still LaMelo's team. And so LaMelo, Mark Williams, Miles Bridges, I mean, those could be your guys right there. And, I mean, you're not going to be contending for the NBA Finals instantly, but you still have your big three that can you start building off of. Yeah, and I think that's the debate, right? Is do you go best available at that pick or do you go best fit? Best fit. And they went best fit, and it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. things move on after that. What can he do? The guys that had the most potential or the guys they passed up on. True. So it'll be interesting to see how right. that moves. The ticker for them, are they yeah. going to be a play-in team or are they going to be are someone looking in? Yeah. Now back to the Pelicans, though. Their draft of Dyson Daniels, EJ Liddell staying there in the second round. Yeah. I How mean, good are those two guys going to be? I think they're going to be great. I mean, I mean, not great, great, but they're great for what the Pelicans needed at that position. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think either one of them start a game this year? No. No. Unless, unless the Pelicans have a playoff spot secure. Right. And, or a bunch of guys get hurt, hopefully not, or whatever it is. But are they going to start a game that matters? No. Neither, mm-hmm. neither of them will be. Dyson, I think that's good, especially for Dyson. He's not going to have to come in and play these minutes all of a sudden. In fact, he may even, like, you never know. He may get some time in the G League. Like, it just depends on how he's looking. Because you look at a guy like Trey Murphy, where going to the G League was the best. He played, like, four games, but he averaged, like, 30-something points. That was mm-hmm. the best thing that could have happened for him, where he didn't have to come in and play instantly 35 minutes a game. Right. So that's exactly what Dyson Daniels could be needing. I mean, he's only 19. And so, yes, he played in the G League last year, so he's getting used to it. And so I think him sitting out, not sitting out, but only having to play 20, 20 to 15 minutes a game, like that's where he's going to be able to grow the most. Yeah, yeah. And developing his body is going to be big for him too. I mean, at 19 years old. You're the, still not grown at all. Exactly. The bump and grind and putting muscle on his frame is going to be important for him. Very true. Very going true. into free agency. Uh, we're only about a day and a half into it already. We've gotten people requesting yeah, trades. Requesting We've gotten – Mega deals, billions of dollars being they shifted all over, over the league. They said over $1.5 billion after a day and a half has been given out, which is just crazy. crazy. Like, crazy. where is this money actually coming from? Is money out like Oprah Winfrey, man. Yeah. Everyone's getting theirs. Where, like, where's the money coming from? Crazy stuff. Pregnant. But who, who's gotten their max deal so far has been the most shocking to you? Most shocking? Is there anyone that kind of opens I your mean, eyes? I think you look at Bradley Beal. Obviously, he deserves the max deal, but but why, why is he signing? In, right? Why is he signing that yeah. deal? Like, does he is he one of the guys that? Yeah, he he loves to play basketball, but does he just want to make his money and move on, or does he really want to compete for a championship? Because yeah, they're making some trades to bring in some older guards, but he's not making any champ. He's not winning any championships right. with the team that he has right now. So I think that most surprisingly that he signed it would be Bradley Beal. I don't really think there's any guys who like didn't deserve it. I mean, Devin Booker obviously deserves it. Jokic deserves it. Zion deserved it. Uh, John Morant deserved it. All these guys, Zach Levine just signed his not a couple minutes ago. They all deserve it, I think. And so I don't think there's any guys that didn't deserve it. I think Bradley Beal was the most surprising. Why did he sign it? That's a good one. Just to highlight that, though, Zion getting the exact same max extension that, that John Morant. Crazy. That's crazy. Really but you is. still think Zion deserves it? Yeah, I think so. I think – I don't know if he deserves it. I don't. I, I just think that the Pelicans had no choice but to give it to him. Yeah. And I think that everybody's happy with that. I don't think there's anybody complaining about them giving that much money to Zion because right. he's worth it. I think in the long run, right. he's going to be worth it. I think that's that's the interesting thing to me is that you're paying Jaw for what he did. Yeah. 
you're paying Zion for what he can do. Exactly. You haven't seen it yet, and yet you're still going to front all that money. Yeah. It shows that the Pelicans have all their eggs in Zion's basket. We're going to go as far as he takes us, yes. and we're just hoping and praying that he can get healthy. Take us to a championship. And take us to that championship, which he should. I mean, him, B.I., C.J., we've got the core. Herb, sorry. I mean, we got it. We have and, really and maybe Kevin Durant? Maybe, Where do you think he's maybe. going? I, Kevin Durant, I mean, it seems like – KD wants to go to the Suns, but it seems like the Nets don't want to get don't want to take Aiden. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't want to take, but that's not the guy that they want. And right. so the Nets are going to do what's best for the Nets. As much as yes, Kevin Durant that he wants to get out, and the Nets are going to try to get him out. He's still under contract for the next four years. So does he have to play in October with the Nets? He might have to if they can't find a trade. But I think there's enough teams to where literally as soon as the news came out, every single NBA major NBA player was like, we'll take him, we'll take him. Right. Hollow Ben Carroll posting that picture of him and Kevin Durant in Orlando Magic, like uniforms. Before like, he's even played a game. Yeah, exactly. And so I think there's going to be a team that gives up what the Nets are going to want. I don't think it's going to be the Suns just mm-hmm. because the picks that they're going to give up aren't going to be worth that much. And so I don't think the Nets will want to do that with the Knicks or with the Nets. I think it could be a team that, is in a rebuilding phase right now that once you get Kevin Durant, you instantly bump up to championship contender. Yeah, that'd be interesting because you know Kevin Durant wants to win a championship. Absolutely. He He's, wants to win his own championship. Right. He has eyes on Twitter all the time. Yep. He hears the rumors. He wants to make yeah. that move. He was the best player with the Warriors, but that's not the reason they won. Right, yeah. He was the best player. Absolutely. He got the MVPs. He was the best player, but it's he's not the reason they won those mm-hmm. championship games, those championships. Interesting for sure. What do you think that changes for Ben Simmons and Kyrie? Do both of them leave? I mean, I think Kyrie, yes. I think the Nets were ready to get rid of Kyrie before KD requested this trade. They just don't want to deal with him. And I'm sure another team will deal with him. But, I mean, this could be Kyrie's kind of way out of the NBA, if you really think about it, because he's everywhere he's gone, he's had issues. Yeah, he was with Cleveland for a while. Yeah, he won his championship with LeBron. He made that big shot. But as soon as as soon as as soon as he was like, man, wait, I want to do my own thing, boom, issues, boom, he went to Boston, boom, they were better without him on the court. They won, they made it to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron without him and Gordon Hayward. Like as soon as as soon as he got their issues, pretty much, he was like, I'm gonna be here next next uh, summer. He's gone with the Nets. All of a sudden, that first year, yeah, there was a bunch of injuries with him, him and James Harden and Kevin Durant, but. Then the COVID stuff, the vaccine, which it props to him. Don't get the vaccine if you don't want to. But like, you got to communicate with your team. Right. He just was disappearing, stuff like that. Ruined chemistry. Exactly, exactly. I think you look at a guy like James Harden. It seems like he did the right thing by requesting the trade. He he must have seen something coming. I mean, I know he doesn't have his deal with the 76ers, but they're going to give him his deal. Oh yeah, because of what they had to give up. Mm-hmm. And so like, he must have seen something coming with both these guys. He must have known something. And so. I mean, Kyrie, I think this could be his way out of the NBA. He may go to one other team, and then I don't think – obviously teams are still going to be wanting to give him, but is Kyrie still going to want to go through all this? Right. He's got his money. He doesn't need to worry about that. And then I think you look at Ben Simmons, and I think he's just going to have to sit on the nets for right now unless the trade is going to involve him with a third team. I think if uh, besides that, he's just going to have to sit with the nets for right now. That's smart. He's got no pull. No. He hasn't performed. He hasn't done much. He's been hurt. He doesn't have what you would expect. Like maybe next year he does have this big trade value, but right now but he he's got to play. He's got to show it, right? I saw someone said that uh, Ben Simmons' mental health issues are going to be through the roof now without Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Jeez, man! Is there anything else going on in free agency that you uh, that was interesting? 
I think it's gonna be. I saw uh, Gallinari wants to go to the Boston Celtics. He got huge for the Spurs, him. and yeah. then got they're gonna release him. He's gonna go to the Celtics, which I think is good for him, and I think good for the Celtics. Have a guy that another score, another shooter. Which is honestly, if you look, they 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 did struggle with shooting after that game one against the Warriors. Whenever they went crazy, besides that, the the best shooter was Al Horford. You need a guy who could come in and just shoot like that because Derek White didn't give it to you after that game one. So I think that's going to be big for the for the Celtics, possibly. Yeah. And back on that trade for, for Gallinari, you had DeJounte Murray going to the Hawks. Yeah. Him and Trey Young. I think that's big. I think it's What's big. the ceiling for them now? Ah, I still think it's Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think they're making it out. And I don't even know if Eastern Conference – I mean – Depends yes, on when you play the Bucks. It depends. It really does because it depends on the seeding, how that works out. Because I don't think they're going to beat the Bucks, but obviously the Nets are kind of done. You're not worrying about them. You look at the 76ers, they already beat the 76ers, who I think are about the same team with James Harden and Ben Simmons and giving up all the – I think they're about the same team. So they proved they could beat them in a game seven in Philly mm-hmm. with, honestly, not as good as players. I know they lost Gallinari and stuff, but if they keep Lou Williams, they keep their guys, I think they can beat the 76ers. And so then you look – I mean, the Celtics are really good. But, but they match up well they with can, the... Exactly. They can compete with the Celtics. And so I think, I mean, I'd say Eastern Conference Finals is their ceiling. Yeah. That's their possible. That's what they're shooting for. Obviously, I think they're going to maybe need to add one more piece and just see see from there. But I think Eastern Conference Finals probably. The thing to look at for me is the time where Dejounte and Trey Young played together. You yeah. look at the Hawks last year; they were a top five team in the East when Trey Young was on the court, and they were a bottom five team on the East when he was off the court. So finding another guard that can split some of that time is good. Dejounte has proven he can be the number one guy in an offense Absolutely. when he's the number one guy on the court. But when you have both of those guys together who are both kind of ball dominant right now, how does that mesh? And they have a great coach that can work that in in for them. It's just how is that going to work, and can you do that consistently throughout the regular season? Playoffs are going to be exciting. Both of those guys are electric playmakers. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. Everybody wants to watch them. But I I would agree. I don't think it moves them into that championship contender mode yet. They're still another move away. Yeah, and I mean they've made the Eastern Conference Finals with who they had, which honestly I don't want to say it was a fluke. It was more impressive than a fluke, if you ask me. Absolutely. It's impressive that they made it that far. Um, but I think that's kind of where they're still at. Not saying that DeJounte is not good enough to bolt them there. I think that the pieces they had to give up. And I, so I think that's kind of where they're stuck at right now. I think they're going to have to add another piece, another bigger name guy, before they can get to that position where they're competing with the Celtics for the, for the finals, where they're winning the finals. Yeah, yeah. Where they're competing with the Western Conference team for the finals. Awesome, awesome. So looking back into the rest of free agency, do you see anything going on now that you're like, what are your predictions? I, Hot takes with Caleb. I really think it's just going to be the same. I mean, I don't think there's going to be any big name guys that there's not really a lot of big name guys to sign left. I think Gallinari was the biggest guy, but now he just signed with the Celtics or he's going to sign with the Celtics. And so I don't think there's really a lot of bigger name guys. I think it's going to be interesting to see what James Harden's deal with the 76ers looks like because they know they're going to give it to him. It's not going to be the it, it's going to be the max, but what is it going to be? Like would he have made more if he would have stayed with Brooklyn stuff like that? Um Zach Levine got his money. And so I think that there's not a lot of huge free agents available still. I think it's going to be interesting to see maybe like what a team like the Pistons are able to do. They still got 20 million in cap space. Who are they going to bring in? A guy, a role player. I looked at the Warriors. The Warriors lost three or two solid, solid role players in Otto Porter going to the Raptors. Yeah. Gary Payton going to the Trailblazers. 
those are two guys that were key players in the I mean Gary Payton once he came back he made instant he was make an instant impact Otto Porter he shot really really well from the three in the finals so those are two guys that the Warriors lost it's gonna be interesting to see like where they're gonna get that that scoring obviously they still have Wiseman coming back Kaminga is gonna get better but like guys like that I think this free agency is obviously about Kevin Durant and Kyrie because of the trades but Besides them two, it's where are the role players going? Right, Who's yeah. going to make these big jumps with their role players? Those middle-of-the-pack teams, right? Exactly. Is Miles Bridges the next to get a big extension? I, I don't think he's worth a max. Like, he's not worth more than Ja or Zion. Yeah. And so that's where it gets confusing. Like, But you I, saw what Jalen Brunson got. Is he worth as much as Jalen Brunson, though? Like, I think the Hornets are willing to give it to him because they, he's a really electric player. He fits well with LaMelo. But I mean, I don't even know if he's worth if he's better than Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson, I mean, he got 110 million for four years, which is a lot, but it doesn't seem like a lot for what they're talking about. Bridges make it, yeah. So I think that's going to be interesting to see what the what the what the Hornets are going to do. I mean, I know Lamelo wants Kevin Durant. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they have. I don't think that they have stuff to give up for him. Mm-hmm. But I think Bridges will get his contract because it seems like they're going to want to pay him. Yeah. Of the teams in free agency so far, who's made the biggest jump? Um, I think you look at a team like the Pistons, maybe, and I think that's going off the draft a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think you look at the Pistons. I think you look at maybe a team like the the Trailblazers. Not that they made these huge, huge trades or whatever, huge signings, but you got a guy like Gary Payton. You got a guy like Jeremy Grant in free agency or in a trade. Can they sign Nurkic back? Anthony um, Simons. They got Anthony Simons. They locked him up. Who honestly, he bet on himself and man, he balled out and he got his he got his money for twenty five million a year. That's great. That's unbelievable. And so I think the Trailblazers are an interesting team to look at because they were they're in a win now with Dame. You think because it seems like Dame wants to be there. So are they going to be able to sign Nurkic back? Um, who is another bigger name for agent who would who could be on the move possibly? Um, what is Jeremy Grant going to bring to that team? What is a guy like Gary Payton going to bring in the backcourt? And Anthony Simmons, who got his money now, is he still going to be playing at that same high level? Is he still going to, or is he going to back down a little bit? Because you look at a guy like on a contract year, they want to put everything out there, and once they get their money, does it change stuff like that? I think the Trailblazers are me interesting. It's an interesting team because, like we talked about last week, they're just in the middle of pack. They got Shaden Sharp in the draft. What is he going to look like? I think that's an interesting team. They're not going to win the finals. They're not. They may not even make the like. They're going to make the playoff play in. You would think with Dame, mm-hmm. but like, how far are they going to make it? I think it's going to be interesting to see like all these moves that uh their front office is making. What is it? What is it going to like contribute to? What is it going to be in the future? Yeah, yeah. Another under the radar move was John Wall getting bought out and yep. going to the Clippers. To the Clippers. You have Paul George, Kawhi, Nick Batum's coming back. Robert. Be Cohen interesting to see how they fill out the rest of their bench. Yeah. But right now they are looking. I mean, they may be the best team in the West right That's now. what I'm saying, They're better man. than the Lakers. And I know we were talking about with the Lakers, like they're both, both teams are in L.A. Obviously, the Lakers are the bigger market, the bigger team. But if both if there's a guy who wants to go to L.A., you look like, why would you want to join the Lakers over the Clippers right now? Why would you want to? Right. They're like, looking like the number one team in the West. They really are. Unless you look at – I mean, even the Warriors, they still have Curry and stuff, and they're obviously back – or they're the defending champs. But, I mean, the Clippers just are – they're looking really – and whenever Paul George came back last year, they were so good. Right. 
And I'm not saying John Wall's not a huge question mark because we haven't seen him no, play no, a meaningful huge. game. I mean, he's played like, what, 40 games in the past four years. Right. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how he's going to play, but you know he's motivated to play with a team like that. Absolutely. Gosh, I'd suit up and work out every day if I could play for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, golly, they're going to be exciting to watch. Very exciting. So what do you think the – um? What do you all think, or what do you think the Pels are going to look like with their rookies? What do you think the Pels are going to look like, and then what do you think their rookies are going to look like? Well, the Pelicans are going to be exciting to watch for sure. It's going to be interesting to see who runs that offense. Um, towards the end of the playoffs, the person that was making things happen was B.I. Yep. With Zion back, we're switching more from a mid-range outside-in thing to an inside-out. Yep. Right, You're going to push it down low and kick it out, and we're going to have all these three-point shooters everywhere. Yep. Hopefully they work out well. I think Trey Murphy is going to have a huge jump this year. I think he's You're talking about – borderline six-man-of-the-year type thing with him. He was a 40% shooter last year with a limited availability. Yep. The more shots he gets, the more he's going to make. You're going to see Absolutely. him play I think, out. I think Najee Marshall is going to be important too because you're okay. going to have Herb Jones, kind of a defensive guy. Dyson yep. Daniels is going to try to be a defensive guy on some guards. Hopefully he can help out there in the front because CJ is an undersized guy. Yep. It's going to be really exciting to see just who runs that offense. And then that second guy. The Robin, is that going to switch yeah. each game? Is it going to be CJ sometimes? Is it going to be Zion sometimes? Or is Zion going to be the Batman? B.I. is going to be the Robin? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I think, yeah, I think the Pelicans are in a good place to where you don't have to have your one guy who scores 30 every single game. Is where not saying guys can take a night off, but where maybe a Zion only scores 20 and B.I. scores 30. Maybe CJ goes off for 40 like and B.I. scores 15. And so they have all these different guys. Trey Murphy could have a 25-point game strictly off straight threes. I mean, you never know. And so I think that the Pelicans are in a good position with that because they don't have to have their one guy who scores 30 every single night for them to have a chance to win like the Lakers had to be with LeBron where if LeBron didn't score more than 40, they weren't winning. Exactly. And so I think that they're they're in a good position with that. Um, What do you think with EJ Liddell and Najee Marshall? I know we had talked about – and I personally, I love Najee Marshall. I love Najee Marshall, but – I think that EJ Liddell could kind of come in and take his spot. He's a bigger guy who, is he more talented? He might be more talented. I think his ceiling's a little bit higher, yeah. but I don't think you have to. If you look at our roster right now, we've got a whole bunch of forwards that play. We yeah. have a lot of guards that don't play. Yeah. The two spots on our roster that should not be there right now are Devontae Graham and Garrett Temple. Yeah. So you move those guys first, then you can keep Liddell. and you can keep Liddell. Because, I mean, our starting lineup this year is going to be four forwards, yeah. right? Assuming that Dyson Daniels doesn't make the starting lineup, you've got CJ at the front, you've got BI at the two, Herb at the three, Zion at the four, and Valanciunas at the five. And then the majority of our minutes outside of that are long stretch forwards. So there's room for all of them in our offensive scheme. I don't think Devontae stays. And it'll be interesting to see what Kyra does when he comes back. Is Jose Alvarado already there? Yeah. Do they trade Kyra? Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it's Summer League is going to be important for him. I think it's interesting Kyra is not playing in Summer League. Or he's not, right? I don't think so. Let's see. I don't think he is playing. And so I think the fact that Jose's playing, the Kyra's not, I think you look at, does that, yeah, he's not playing. And so is that the Pelicans front office saying we trust Kyra more, that we're not going to let him play? Or is it saying that, man, Jose's still our guy, but he could just use some more reps. And Jose's not going to play that much in summer league, right? if you really think about it. I mean, I played summer league with my team. Whenever we played a bad team or whatever, like, I didn't play a lot because I was already a starter, stuff like that. Yeah. That'll be interesting for sure. But I do, I, I see us, I would have said top four, the Clippers are going to be good. That might push us out, but top five seed in the West for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think top five. Um, I mean, the Lakers are going to be behind us. 
the Clippers are going to be in front of us, I think. The Warriors are going to be up there. The Suns. We look at the team like the Mavericks with what they've done so far. Um, I think the West is going to be really, really competitive, but it's going to be really fun to watch because these teams are going to be playing different different guys all the time. And if we want to look, the Hawks just traded for Kevin. They just traded Kevin Herter to the Kings for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first-round pick. So what are the Hawks trying to do based off this? You had a value guy in Kevin Herter that wasn't getting minutes. Yeah. And so they were trading him for Mo Harkless, which is another guy that's long, they can defend. We were talking about the Celtics. They need someone. They have DeAndre Hunter. Who else can guard those big, long, stretch guys? Who else can step up on the Giannis's and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I think this is a move that they were talking about where we they needed to move the needle a little bit more. This does. Maybe if it's only an inch or two, it moves yeah. the needle further towards championship you a, contention. You still got a first-round pick. Probably not a Kings first-round pick, but it's a first-round pick possibly. It's something that helps. And Kevin Herter is going to be he's, – he's going to be a good guy. The Kings let go of Dante DiVincenzo, so yeah. they needed someone to fill that hole. I mean, it's a copycat league, right? Yeah. So that'll, that'll be fun They're to see. They're just trying to – yeah. Yep. Looking into that. Also, football is coming. Football's coming. We're into July. One more month until football starts. Looking at the Saints in minicamp, what was the biggest thing for you that stood out? I think it was uh, all the players being there, I think, was the biggest thing. Was all these guys were there that Perfect I mean, attendance. obviously it was mandatory, but it, it, it's still not mandatory if you really think no about holdouts. it. No holdouts. No holdouts. And I think that may change in training camp. There may be a guy here who wants a little bit more money to throw them a little more money at him. But, I mean, all your guys were there. AK was there, even though he may be suspended. Like, so all these guys were there. Jameis was there throwing every single day. I think it's going to be really good. I mean, we saw the highlights with Jarvis Landry and Jameis. Trey, uh, Tyron Murphy, Murphy's out there. Or Matthews. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Pelicans, Trey Murphy. No, but Tyron Matthews out there. So, I mean, I think I think you look at it and I think that you say they are probably the best team in the NFC South. That's interesting. Of all the changes that they've made so far this offseason, what's been the most important one? Thinking of the free agent signings, thinking of the draft. What's I been the biggest was, thing? I think it was – in that secondary or not yes yeah, defensive secondary with train or should i keep saying tyron matthew and uh marcus may i think those two guys because your pressure starts with your secondary and they have the front line they have cam jordan they have sheldon or they don't have sheldon rankings anymore but they still got marcus davenport so you got your guys who can rush the passer but it's can the secondary hold up and i think that a guy like paulson adebo and then uh Marshawn Lattimore, you got your corners, you got your safeties. Your defense is stacked. It's maybe one of the best in the league, if not the best. Yeah. So you have your defense with what you want, and the offense. I mean, I think, and we kind of, and I know this is one of the questions. Like, the offense is going to be, what is Jameis going to do? It's going to be solely based on what is Jameis going to do. I think, especially with AK possibly being out for six games. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm gonna agree with you there. Drafting Chris Olave was huge. 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 Right. Getting Jarvis Landry. Huge, right? Getting Mark Ingram back, Taysom Hill moving to tight end, huge stuff. But the most important thing that they did was sign Tyron Matthew. I mean, you think about him as an all-pro. I mean, if you guys play Madden, he's the number one safety on Madden next year. Yeah. And he's playing for the Saints. Like, it's insane. An LSU guy coming back home. I mean, you look at his stats, and the numbers just pop off the board. I mean, the dude's got 26 interceptions in his career. He's had three touchdowns. He's had a pick six in the last two years consistently. Wow. So we'll see one next year probably. Think about the sack numbers. Ten sacks as a safety is huge. I mean, you have someone like that who's a vocal leader, who plays with emotion on 
probably one of the swaggiest teams in the NFL already with him and CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know the Saints, his hometown. I think the fans, the fans are gonna love him, and we already do love him. Right. It, so, I think that's huge for the Saints. What he brings to this team huge. is huge. Another big thing with minicamp is that transition for Taysom Hill. Do yeah. you think he's tied in number one over Adam yeah. Troutman and Nick Vanette already? I think, I think he is because he's played that position so well in the past. And Troutman, I mean, everybody's like, no, he's gonna be this great guy. I mean, and he's played okay, with, especially with Drew Brees. But anybody can play good with Drew Brees. I was on that train too. And so, yeah, no, very I was disappointed. Too, like, oh man, this guy's gonna be so solid. He's a great steal in the draft, but. He just hasn't been what like what what we wanted him to be, and so I think Taysom Hill has been that though in a way. Mm-hmm. And they're still going to run this packages with Taysom at quarterback stuff like that. We'll probably get a couple, two, three touchdown passes from Taysom this year, where it's a long deep pass to whatever uh, Hardy. And so I think that I think that yes, he's going to be the number one tight end coming out because he's played that position so well in the past. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Another big interesting thing is Traquan Smith. Yeah, wide receiver draft pick out of UCF. Is there room for him on the team? No, I don't know why we paid him. So he's a cut. I think. I think. Uh, I don't know if he's a cut or if he's a try to trade because because we paid him a lot, and so if you cut him, that's a lot against the salary cap. Yeah, Mickey Loomis hasn't been scared of the salary cap no, ever. Though. That's true. And you look at it. I mean, our top four wide receivers right now are Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. Thomas. Mike T. And then is and it Hardy. Callaway or Callaway? And then you got Hardy. Hardy too, right? So there's there's no room for the guy. Yeah, no. It's unfortunate, but but there's not. There's and, that, not. and that's a testament to the talent on the team this year, which is which is important, right? You're talking our aspirations. Can we win the NFC South? Even though Tom Brady's in there, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. We've proven we can. Right. And I think as much as it's on Jameis Winston, how much of it really is on him? Yeah. Like that defense is going to be the leader of the team, absolutely. right? And so you're looking at it, and you're like, man, how honestly good does Jameis have to be? And I think he's your guy. But, but thinking about his performance, yeah, how good does he have to be with a defense like this? Are we asking him to throw 400 yards a game? No, no. And I don't think – I think it's going to be – I mean, we've proven we can win games 9-6 to six or 9-3, to three, whatever it was. Right, yeah. We beat the, exactly. the, the Bucks, And so I think that – it's going to be more on him to just manage the manage game. Manage the game. That's which good. I know that's a cliche thing. Oh, he's a game manager. He's not a – like a, a lot of people said Drew Brees in his last couple of years was a game manager. But with Drew Brees being a game manager – won 12 games a season. Wants, yeah, and so obviously Jameis Winston isn't going to be a Drew Brees, but can he be like that? Can he have an explosion play here or there that Drew Brees maybe couldn't have had? Can he manage the game, have a lot of less – can he have maybe a few more picks than – Drew and but have a couple more explosion plays to where they even each other out, and I think that if you look at it that way, I think yes, he can do that. Right, I think that's the important thing is that we're not asking Jameis to go out there and be a superstar. No. He doesn't have to be a Pat Mahomes. No, he doesn't need to be. You manage the game, get us down the field. Our defense is going to keep them from scoring. Yes, you score two, three touchdowns a game, you, you win every game. Yeah, we're almost. Gonna, yeah, you would. You would hope so. You would hope so for sure. So looking at that, I mean, if Jameis isn't the one pushing us into where we're at who do you think if you're gonna put in offensively just overall overall a saints team mvp for the next year if we're going to win the nfc south and push towards the super bowl call me crazy it's gonna be pete carmichael wow because you're still gonna be running what you would think is gonna be the same ish offense because it's still gonna be the same offensive coordinator with without sean payton being there but i think that's gonna be a big guy because dennis allen's gonna kind of just 
just say, hey, this is your offense. He's yeah. going to be a lot more defense, obviously. He's not going to be the head coach, and I don't know how all that stuff completely works. Does the offense coordinator only call it? But it's going to be what is Pete Carmichael going to be able to do with these new weapons that he hasn't had in a long time, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. And so I think it's going to be Pete Carmichael as your team MVP. If if the Saints are going to be win the NFC South, you look at Pete Carmichael as, wow, look what he was able to do without Sean Payton for the first time ever. That's interesting. Mine is going to be a co-MVP. This is a hot take, but Marcus Davenport and Cam Jordan on the edge. Oh, wow. I think defense is going to push us to the up, to the Absolutely. limit, right? Yeah. And if we can pressure the quarterback, I could be – watch out for Peyton Turner too. He's going yeah. to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, all those draft picks that we spent on those guys, yeah. that D-line is going to set the tone. Demario Davis is going to have the best year of his career wow. this year. I like it. We're going to win the NFC South. I like it. I'm not going to go any further than that before I see him play a game. But, man, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be really fun. Even without everybody, without Sean Payton. But, man, it's going to be so much fun. Maybe we can make Sean Payton hope once he come back. Yeah, right. Man, it's going to be awesome. Another team to look out for? The Jets. Jets, really? My hot take team okay. is the Jets. Interesting. I think Sauce Gardner was a good pick. Maybe. One of those quarterbacks that they have is going to be good. One of them. I mean, yeah. Wilson is the one they – Spent all that money on, but that defense is good. Mackay yeah. Becton's a really good offensive lineman. Yeah, um, they could make some noise in their division. I mean, it's yeah. just them, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Ooh, Bills, Tua, Tua, Tua. How's Tua gonna do? I don't know. I, I mean, I think that everybody's talking about how there's so much pressure on him. I don't think there is because you look at it, he's almost in the same position as Jameis Winston, where they spent all this money on defense and offensive skill positions to where. If you're just a game manager with distributing the ball to these skill guys, then you would hope that your team's going to play good and the pressure's off you. And so I think that's where he's kind of in his, where it's going to be, is he going to have so much pressure on him to where he's forced to throw these huge passes, make these huge plays, or is he going to be able to just sit there, be the game manager, be the guy? Yeah, I, I disagree with that with Miami. I don't think their defense is there yet. Okay. And I think that they brought Tyreek Hill in for those explosive plays. Yeah. And so if you don't have those for him, then... He's going to be one of those brats that asks for a trade midseason. You know what I'm saying? Tua has to be, yeah. has to be a Pro Bowl quarterback if these guys are going to do anything. I think, I don't know about that because you look at their coach who was the 49ers coach, and that was like he was a game manager and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl like with, yeah. when, that two who's, years ago. Yeah. Who's the Nick Bosa on that team, though? True. They don't, uh, yeah. And so I think it's going to be what is their defense going to be? Right. Because their offense is going to be there with the, they have enough skill guys to where their offense is going to be there, I think. You would hope if Tua does his thing, yeah. his offense will be there. It'll be fun to watch for sure. Yes. And that wraps up our ringing the bell with Sean and Caleb. As we do every week, we're going to have a bell ringer of the week, someone who excels at their craft and gives glory to God in the process. And this week, we're talking about Russell Wilson. What do you admire about Russell Wilson? I think it's really cool to see how, like, yeah, no matter how big he's gotten, he still does do the things that you would expect a Christian man to do. He does the things like reaching out to other people. He has his charities. He And you can just see it whenever he talks. It's different with different guys because you can watch their interviews and they're like, man, this guy's kind of all over the place. He's calm, cool, collected. And you would have to assume that that's because of his relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and it is. You look at his teams. He, he leads devotions each week. With his teams, which even now awesome. with the Broncos, which he hasn't been there even that long, he's already doing and he's it. already doing it. Yeah. 
He's an ambassador for Compassion International, which is a Christian nonprofit that releases children from poverty worldwide. It's a really, really awesome opportunity. If you are interested in it, it's www.compassioninternational.com. They're super, super awesome. It's a really good company. Yeah. Um, and he's an ambassador for them. He shows, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He prays openly. He talks about Christ and his faith and relies on him on a daily basis. It's super cool to see that from the big stage. Absolutely. And so that is our, that's it. That's our man of the week. Come back next week. We'll talk a little bit about Summer League and maybe dive into some college football stuff going into the year. Sweet. Can't wait to see you. Signing out. See you.